Hi there, I'm Anna and welcome to Topical Punch, the show where my co-host Scott Russ and I pick prompts from the punch bowl that we discuss and elaborate on. This episode is all about the paranormal and our best ghost stories. Don't forget to follow us on all socials and rate and review the show. Links will be in the show notes. Now let's dive into this episode of the Topical Punch podcast. Look at us go, video and stuff. From lockdown straight to spending yeah no 15 shit. minutes organizing yeah. video for Far the first 15 time. minutes it was half an hour from just like fucking that was zoom is so much easier 20 <laughs> i could go home and we can just restart <laughs> oh mm. gosh um <gasps> yeah far out video on oh, three angles worth of it let's figure this out. this out bear with us all right <laughs> welcome back welcome back yes. we're all live in the room Amazing. it feels good to be back Feels a bit strange. Uh, it does feel way, a bit strange. It? I'm used to seeing you on a screen for like two weeks straight. It's, <laughs> it sucked. Let's be honest. It was. Sucked. Thank fuck. We're out of lockdown. Oh, don't, don't don't jinx it. Just yeah, true. Yeah, oh look, let's be wood. honest. <laughs> we'll probably go back in in a couple days. Uh, um, <laughs> the paranormal, ghost stories, and all of the above. Let's yes. dive. in. In. As we said last week, we would be talking all things paranormal this yes, week. Yes. So, so I sort of hinted at that. Well, actually, yeah, true. Yeah, we did. Might, never mind. Um, did you listen to the last episode? Yeah, Scott? I did a couple of times. <laughs> did you participate <laughs> in the yeah. last episode? <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I don't know if I was. Have got your brother? It sounds like you. <laughs> Does he sound like you? No. No, no. they don't. Neither no. of them I can't, do. even, I can't even picture what they look like. I'm I feel like I've seen them. They're um oh, okay, you're not they're, no no no. Tristan, no Tristan, Tristan and Scott look related. Yes. Lockie looks like. Yes, I think. I know. They they Lockie could be looks cousins. Like my mum's side. Yeah. Yeah. Lockie looks like the mum, and the boy, the other two look like the dad. Distant cousins. We look similar. We just don't look like brothers. Yeah. People think that Lockie's older. He's three years younger. Yeah. It hurts. But also, when Lockie and Daniel are next to each other, they look like brothers. So, they do. Nah, man. They do. You don't know my family. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> Been together with you for four years, but I don't, don't know nah, your family. You okay. I'm a single one of them. Um, wow. Now, <laughs> couch. Before we. Couch. <laughs> couch. Outside. The couch that's on Dog the wall. Dog house. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm couching you. Now, uh, I have a bit of a surprise for you guys. I don't know if you guys have been keeping tabs on the email. Right. This is this is going to be a nice little breakaway before we get into the real oh, down did you dirty gritty this shit. shit out finally? No, guys, we have our first sponsor. Are you serious? Listen to this. No, we don't. You're right. joking. So we have to play a little bit of pre-roll that they've sent us. Um, but we have our first sponsor. Listen to this. Here at Total Trades, Tools, Trucks, Trailers, More, and etc., we know tools and stuff. I'm fucking Dave. And if it's loud, sharp, and 240 volts, we probably sell it. Now tell me, are you the type of bloke that cracks into a six pack on the way home from a 10 hour day watching The Apprentice do all the work? The type of bloke that gives people shit for drinking cider while sipping a soy vanilla latte? The bloke that feels like he needs to buy tools to try and fill the void caused by childhood neglect and abandonment from a paternal figure? Well then here at Total Trades, Tools, Trucks, Trailers, More, and etc., we've got what you need, except a dad. Find us somewhere like Bayswater, probably, and I don't remember the number, so just fucking Google it. Guys, that's our first sponsor. 
That's not legit. No, that, <laughs> that is fucking you, mate. I'm caught between the fact that you went to that for li- making that and still thinking that was real. I listened to the I listened to the music and I was like, all right. And then the guy started talking and I'm like, that's fucking Scott. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Dude, when did you make that? Yeah, Dude, when I, did you make I that? I made that a month ago. Oh my god. And oh I god. just haven't had the chance to show you guys. Oh, <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Can can your work actually sponsor us, though? I would love to. (laughs) uh, Unfortunately, Total Trades, Tools, Trucks, Trailers, More, etc. is not a real business. I don't even know know the name of the place. Don't say it. That is so good. That is so fucking funny. I've shown all the boys at work and they fucking love it. Oh, my God. You should have seen our faces, man. Like You will see our faces. That is fucking funny. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm going to start. I'm going to start. Ooh, All right. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, what is a paranormal urban myth or legend that scares you? One you believe could actually be true. Oh, God, I have so many. Is that yours, you start. It is mine. Oh, I don't think. Oh, look, there's a lot. Like, I mean, I guess first paranormal urban myth or legend would be like just ghosts in general, right? Mm. And like hauntings and like you hear about. Um, what's that show? That's Go- the name of the show. So no, that's, yeah. <laughs> time's up, guys. Um, we'll see you guys next week. No, <laughs> Go- Ghost Adventures. Ghost, ghost Adventures. Adventures. Yeah, yeah. They see all these. Like, have you seen it, Russell? I thought you said Ghost Adventures. I was like, what? No, ghost ghost Adventures. Adventures. <laughs> no, Dude, I can't it's wait been for Marvel to release that. Years, like Ghost Adventures. Yeah, yeah, that's been around for ages. Is it like, I'm it's like the ghost Vegas. hunters, right? They go around like, yeah. it's like a typical kind of structured yeah, show. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like this guy, so the main guy, Zach, mm. he actually went, he like goes to like paranormal places. Like he buys haunted mansions and turns them into museums. I think he bought, if it's not, if he didn't buy the Annabelle doll, he bought something else out of the Warrens Museum. From Ed and Lorraine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but why would you into, curse yourself like He's that? into that. He literally, like, weekly he gets, like, it's like either weekly or monthly, he goes to a church and gets a blessing from a priest because he is so in, ingratiated in, like, ghosts and hunting that kind of stuff. It's quite interesting. This already tickles something. Oh, we'll talk about it later on anyway. There's 17 seasons of the show, same 17. amount as Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> 17 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. I can't believe, yeah. Is that show still going? Is it ended? Yeah. So did it end for a while and then it came back, didn't Nana. it? Oh my god. Um they they did episodes about COVID through COVID. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. had like a whole they had like a whole they thing. had a whole season planned out and then COVID happened. They're like, scrap that, let's do it all COVID. What? Yo, they were doing COVID good? like real like, time. It, yeah. I think the first seven or eight episodes, I literally cried in every single episode because it's that good. Ooh, but I would watch it just for the yeah. COVID do it. Um, but back to the topic. Sorry. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> um, nothing that really scares me, but I do believe like ghosts and stuff are real. Um, I don't necessarily believe all accounts. Mm-hmm. That also being said, I do like I have superstitions when it comes to like spirits and stuff like that. Which I don't know, that might come up later as well. But mm-hmm. Scott knows me; I'm very superstitious. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> comes comes with the culture. Comes with uh, comes with being Russian, apparently. Um, <laughs> no, so the race. <laughs> I didn't really have anything, I guess, planned for this. There was there, like obviously, the idea of um, the supernatural, the paranormal, is enough to sort of be like, ooh, like what's out there? What could there be? Um, 
nothing that really makes me nothing that really scares me i'll say but there's there's a few of again in lorraine's uh in lorraine warren's stories and i'm like oh this is based on true events that's pretty that's pretty horrifying to think about um but i think just demonic possession that's mm-hmm. pretty you know like that's pretty fucked up yeah and to see some of the videos that you're like oh that person i don't think that person's faking it yeah i don't think that seven-year-old girl is pretending to sound like a 15-year-old man yeah yeah oh sorry 50-year-old man because yeah. like that's what that's like some of the accounts that you see again on youtube and on the internet and all that sort of stuff but there's just some videos that you're like oh man that person's like you know contorting themselves in a really weird way that mm. humans don't usually do mm-hmm, and you're mm-hmm. like wow i don't know there's something something about demonic possession and i think my mate Lyndon replied to one of my stories in regards to this um saying that demonic possession is also one of his like you know that shit kind of freaks me out a bit yeah. Yeah. do you have one of those from your story like a any other yeah yeah i was going to bring up the stories later because they kind of tie into some of my questions okay. um okay. yeah We'll get the uh, we get the audience participation in uh, a little bit later on in the episode, but yeah, that is mine. Demonic possession, I think. I've got a like this is a a side kind of jump from that, and I know, I know we said we will say like movies and stuff. Like that's a whole other. I swear topic. to God, if you say Slender Man, I'm gonna no. walk out of this room. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, yes, now. No, um, no. Yeah. This reminds me. I can't remember the name of it, but I was watching. I followed this channel on YouTube. It's like I think his name's Jack something, right? But his specialty, right, and why he kind of has made a name of a name for himself, is that he's done like like cult horror movies or movies that we, like mainstream would have never heard about, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, there's one based on this kind of concept where it's like found footage ish, and it's um, investigating uh, a, a a story about a uh, a real demon haunting, uh, demon possession, right? Literally, like two two like three quarters of the film the whole time you're debating whether it's she's actually mentally ill like schizophrenic or not this kind of what's back, the movie called i can't remember i can't i want to watch I'm this so sorry but like if you want to watch it, i won't spoil the end but but it addresses that kind of thing what you see on the internet like this this kind of yeah. stuff where it's like it puts you in perspective of someone who's half a believer and half not a believer mm-hmm. and it's kind of like to and from to actually figure out or not even figure out, but like believe what you're seeing is more than just crazy or mental illness. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. interesting. Ooh, so yeah, you, if you want to see, I'll try and find the movie for you yeah, later. Definitely. But um, yeah, there's, uh, there's a yeah. lot of accounts when it comes to spiritual, like spiritual hauntings or paranormal, where the question does come into frame with whether the people are psychotic. Psychiatrically unstable, um, and that's why you see in a lot of like horror movies. What was that one horror movie we watched? And it was like all in Italian, and like she ended up in a um, uh, mental. W- wasn't asylum. Italian? I believe it was Spanish. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure it was Italian. Um, I keep trying to think of. And like the kid was possessed, and then she was possessed. What was that name? She, I can't she ended up being in a mental institute, and she's like, "I'm not insane. Like I'm actually possessed." Like that's right. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I can't Ooh. I can't recall the movie, but that was a good that was a good That was movie. really good. Even though it was in foreign language. We were like, we're like, let's just watch it. And then we're like, yeah. whoa. Well, I mean, yeah. Being being foreign shouldn't sort of take away from it being good or not. But oh no, it, that's like, not what I'm saying. It, it almost added to it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it like like it almost made You had to follow. That's it. Like you there was no to. you couldn't look at your phone, not even for a second. Because yeah. you were just like what, like 
otherwise, if you if you miss one sentence, you were gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. You weren't passively hearing. You were fucking in. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, yes. But no, like an actual legend that scares me. And this is just like, I'm sorry. To actually answer the question. Uh, <laughs> I have watched so much uh, Supernatural and stuff where they, like Supernatural as in the, the show. The show, yeah. I love how throughout the show, they always frame good beings or good deities or what we think are good myths and legends mm -hmm. as actually evil, like a genie or like an angel and all that kind of stuff. Mm. For me, the thought of the things that we think are good, heavenly, you know, mm -hmm. regardless whether you believe it or not, it scares me to think that the real things that are actually wrath uh, wrathful are the things that we think are good beings, or yeah. good entities. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. I totally like, believe in witches. A like angels. Have you seen yeah. how angels are actually supposed yes. to look? Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. Fucking eye monsters that chase you down and say, be not afraid. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, that's <laughs> look like, at you. That's like in, um, in Charmed, they like they depict fairies as being like one, like one perspective. And then in a few episodes later, it actually shows fairy like there can be evil fairies too. Mm -hmm. It's like that, um, what was that movie that we watched? And they had elves, and I was like, "These elves are ugly as fuck." It was that one with Will Smith. Is it Will Smith? Oh, um, the one with uh, the gremlin. It was like the gremlin-looking dude, and then they had elves, and I was like, "What the?" Fuck it was a Netflix special. I can't fucking do. We suck with movie titles. Yeah, right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the one with movie, yeah. the, the one with Will Smith. He does five movies a year. <laughs> the one with uh, Will. The one that looks. <laughs> fuck me. Um, All right, Russ, you're up. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, we have Xena in the room at the moment. Um, we have cats. She's just walking around <laughs> yeah. sniffing everything. She's do you want to like get ahead of this? Or, uh, she's no, like, she's fine. She's She'll fine. leave when she's... The thing like, is, we've got that much shit crammed into this <laughs> tiny fucking room now that <laughs> it's just best to let nature run its course. Yeah. If she shits in here... She won't so shit in here. She's better than that. Don't put it past her. She's better oh. than that. God, yeah. you're right. Okay, the sorry. fucking uh, animal control. <laughs> Uh, do you believe you have? I think this is yeah. Do you have? Do you believe you have a guardian angel slash someone watching over you? If so, then who? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's right. and have had it confirmed too. I've had. Um, so I'm oh, actually. Sorry. <laughs> I just had a fucking spam email come up in my computer. Just said that just said fat flex women's secret. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guardian angel, man. Like speaking to you, man. Thank you so much. Um, Fuck me. Uh, no, I actually. So, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh um, a friend of my mum's. She did like this course in like palm reading, uh -huh. and she like read my palm and read my sister's palm, and she basically said that. Um, like you have these lines on your thumbs that indicate whether you have guardian angels, and if it's a strong line. Um, it means you, it's like someone close to you or something like that. Um, and she confirmed that I have two guardian angels. And then years later I saw like a psychic medium person and she said you – she didn't explicitly say that you have guardian angels but she said you have people who care about you who watch over you. And I was like, oh, okay. And she goes, it's someone that you – it's one person that you've met and another person that you don't – you haven't met but knows you because they know your mother. I was like, okay, so it's probably a relative that my mum knew when she was a child or whatever. Um, yeah, so I never she, – she said I can tell you who one of them is but like the other one I can't get a clear reading on. I was like, I don't want to know who they are. So I'm like – because then that way I don't like – I'm 
not showering and then thinking, oh, is so-and-so looking at me? Like, <laughs> be like <laughs> Guardian <Hey>. angel. <laughs> there you go, Bob. <laughs> no. You're back again, are you? But I like I and there have been instances where I have felt I have come across like a path that could have led me down a really like really bad situation and then something inside of me and whether that be my subconscious or not there's been something else that's pulled me away from that and other instances like for instance when my car got broken into like that situation could have turned into a whole different thing you know I've been in multiple like almost near car accidents where like something has happened to stop me like Go on. You saying that you've been in multiple near car accidents makes me think that you're cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you have a guardian angel. No. When I say multiple, I mean like three three instances in the last five years that I've been driving my car. Cursed. <laughs> I mean, that's a compelling case. <laughs> no. But there have been situations where like it, it could have been so much worse, and I I wouldn't put that down to luck or chance. I'd put that down to a guardian angel. A guardian angel. But then sure. the people being dickheads on the road. I I don't. I've never thought about this as as a. And maybe just be, maybe that speaks largely to like things I believe in, and I guess we'll dive deeper as we get to some more questions. But I've never thought of anyone like looking, well, looking over me and looking out for me. Mm-hmm. I've always that's I don't know how to answer that question other than I always thought that I've looked after myself, like my mistakes, not to, I, I believe you, but I think if mm. I'm owning my own way of perceiving it because of the things I've went through, oh, we all went through stuff, but like I, who, who was looking after me during that? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, if, if someone is, if I do have a guardian angel, they're doing a crappy job to be honest with you, but in, okay. But also who, who's to say, right. That near, near crashes. Okay. Maybe I am cursed, but like, <laughs> I just and when I think about guardian angel, I think about like like real like situations where I had to like dig myself out of, and I never thought that someone else was doing that for me. Do you, do you know what I mean? I think. I think else, it's. Like, I think it's mm. less. I'll mm. share one of my examples soon. It's yeah. less. Um, I think it's less them doing the job for you yeah. and more them pointing you to, or at least hinting you towards the right way out. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so much them having making the responsibility yeah. of making your life easy. It's mm. more them saving you when you're like sort of not not even saving you, more just more just guiding you, directing, you know, showing you showing you a direction or at least trying to push you in a certain way. Can I like give an example? So months ago when I was like I was driving to work and traffic was really banked up on the on the freeway. And a lot of the times people, when they get stuck in traffic, they get really frustrated and they're yeah, just like trying to cut into traffic and weave in and out. I was behind someone who was like that and something inside of me said, you need to get out of the way so that this person can just overtake you. Oh, no, they were behind me so that this person can just overtake you because they were like up my ass about like not, I'm not even kidding you. They would not have been able to see my tires on the ground. So I moved out of the way. And lo and behold, this guy had rear-ended the person that was in front of me because they suddenly braked. You know, you know what I mean? So it's like it's instances where you follow a sense of intuition that you don't know where it's come from, 
not it's not even a thought it's more so just you do something and then something else happens and you're like wow that could have been me like in between yeah. those cars some do you some, know what i mean yeah no, I'm with some you would that. call that intuition someone call that instinct but i have a story that i think will change certain people's minds around this this changed my mind i don't <laughs> think again the whole guardian angel thing is kind of uh you know airy fairy myth let's just say because it is it is a myth but is it though yes um maybe it's a belief uh belief yeah all, but all beliefs to some degree are all right let's right. okay anyway, let's but yeah. plow forward um <laughs> so i was very heavily into parkour in um high school so my mates and i we all always you know like it was to the point of like rooftop jumps sort of things that's like, great really i didn't realize much influence. we fucking loved it man and um there was this one point where um there was this there was this one part at our school that was this kind of like magnum opus you know of our parkouring fucking <laughs> careers you know what i mean if you could make the transfer off this pole and then do a and then do the and then roll on the ground you were you were you were fucking it man you were it in a bit Anyway, so it's a wet and rainy day and I try it. And what you had to do was you had to run through, grab grab the pole in front of you, jump, like basically vault yourself on top of it, not over it. Mm -hmm. So your feet hit the pole, leap as far forward as you can over a little bank and then basically roll. Mm -hmm. Looked fucking sick. I give it a crack on a rainy day. And as I go up to put myself on the bar with my feet, my foot slips, right? And it's probably a good one and a half story fall between the, like at the bottom of this bank, because mm -hmm. it's obviously quite elevated. The grass area that you're jumping over to isn't that far down, but you have to make the distance. And I definitely wasn't making the distance. And I'm going over. And I can feel my like, I can feel my body weight. So I go onto the bar to show the camera. So rather than jumping onto the bar, this foot slips out and I collapse. Not onto my nuts, thank God, <laughs> but onto my stomach, right? So my my whole body is has this bar right down here. Ooh. And I'm going this way. And this way being off. And my mates are standing there, and I know they're close, and I'm going over and I feel. One of the boys grabbed my leg and pulled me back. Yeah. And I fucking collapsed onto the ground, half exhausted, half panicked. I'm like, fuck, thank you. And they're standing like fucking three meters away. And they're like, for what, dude? You almost fucking hurt yourself. I'm like, thank you for pulling me back. Thank you for grabbing my fucking leg and pulling me off the pole. And they're looking at me like, nah, man, none of us did that. To this day, I swear to fucking God, I felt a hand grab my ankle mm -hmm. and pull me off this bar the right way so I don't fucking hurt myself. Now, my momentum was going down. Like, I, like my, my whole body was going down. There's no way as I'm going down that my leg is going to be able to go and sort of kick itself upright to pull me over the bar. Yeah. It felt like someone grabbed my foot, pulled me back and... That was that and I was saved. None of those three boys did it. And I will fucking put my hand on the Bible to this day that someone fucking pulled me off that bar. And so are you saying like a, a guardian yeah. angel figure type thing? Yeah. See, it's hard to – when I hear this stuff, it's hard to argue it, but I don't think it's ever happened to me. Like yeah. I've heard stories like the one you just shared, but none to me. 
Like, so therefore it's always kind of like, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's obviously- You've changed a, my mind in the sense of like, I totally believe you. It That's needs just, to happen to you. Yeah. Because yeah. other than that, there's been no real time. There's, I, there will sometimes be a presence that I feel, but that's just me being fucking crazy. I get that, crazy. Often. I yeah. get that um, so often. But it's, it's not so much, I like to think that it's my grandmother because all this, that specific instance didn't happen until my grandmother had passed. I didn't, again, I didn't think at the time that it was her, but looking back, the timeline matches up. Mm-hmm. But she always had this, she, she always just cared. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She always had this caring presence about her. And yeah, she was my grandmother, but there was like this, there, there was this exceptional warmth about her, this exceptional aura that she had, this energy. Mm-hmm. She was full of life and running around the house when we were playing table tennis, when she visited us, when she was in her like 70s. Mm-hmm. She just had this aura, this energy, this, this almost like this field around her that you couldn't be upset around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And occasionally I'll feel something similar and I just like to think that it's her. It could just be my body releasing a certain chemical, mm. my memory linking to a certain part in the past. I try to debunk it every time I feel it, but sometimes you can't explain it. Can I also just say guardian angels don't have to be like a like a spirit of sorts. They can be an actual person in your life. They can mm. be someone who's come and gone. Uh, the medium that I saw, or I don't know, I don't even know what she called herself. I don't think she called herself a medium, but she said that, guardian angels can work on rotation so there might be multiple people that come in in through your life that you might notice a certain theme and that theme is for them to guide you through that motion of whatever they're trying whatever is common between them all um sometimes people go years without actually having i guess a sense of guidance until a certain moment where something happens and they're like hang on a second you know like i actually feel I feel a pull towards doing this. I feel a pull towards, you know, making a difference or changing the way I am or disassociating from a certain person. That can all lead to or be influenced by a guardian of sorts. You so, you saying that you can have multiple ones is very interesting. I immediately like to think that they're a tag team. You know? <laughs> tag, <laughs> they're they're just like on shift work. <laughs> shift work. You've got it for the next five decades. Basically. <laughs> no, that's, oh shit, this is an emotional one. This is your turn. But that's why like, I had two different people who didn't know each other at all, weren't even in the same country, and they both told me I had two guardian, two prominent guardian angels in my life. Damn. One I'm getting I, I, more I detail than the other. It's just, yeah. yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it hasn't happened to me, but like, look, I'll, I'll say it now because I don't know the specific topic will come up because this also has to do with evil. Like, bad things or bad paranormal stuff it has to do with good as well i don't not believe in anything Mm -hmm. so what's the what's the diagonal thing where it's i'm not an atheist i'm an agnostic agnostic, but i'm just like i respect everything because i don't know anything per se but i'm spiritual in the sense like well the universe is huge right whatever so that's that goes to goes for the good things as well because of (laughs) yeah your hand playing around too no sorry but uh yeah it goes for the good things as well because who am I to say? Because I'm not gonna. I'd be crazy not to deny or to deny that kind of guidance or that yeah saving grace from a guardian angel. Mm-hmm. Why would I do that? Why would I ever do that? Why mm-hmm. anyone who has a soul deny some uh, benevolent, whatever you call it, whatever benevolent, omnipresent, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. 
in intervention. No, mm -hmm. of course I would never do that. So I would never want to disrespect it. But it's like it's hard yeah, to think into my life and just yeah. be like, yeah. And maybe that's a very egocentric thing. But I'm just like, yeah. Maybe you just you just not. I guess maybe you're not in tune with that yet. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Know? I think I'm it's not mind, it's, as mindful about that. Yeah, I think it's an awareness 100%. thing. Like that, it took me nearly fucking falling off one and a half stories for me to be like, oh, maybe there is someone looking out for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes it takes, and sometimes you just feel it. Like I said, there's there's occasionally there will just be this reassurance. You know, maybe I'm really stressed. Maybe there's you know something traumatic's happened in life as it does. Um, but you, you know what I mean? Like it, it's um. It just, you get this feeling like everything's going to be okay out of nowhere when nothing's okay. Yeah. It's like that calming, calming sensation, you know? Mm. Do you want to pick the next one? Yeah. Yeah. I think my camera's just fucking shut to bed as well. Same. I think, we, I think they did it at almost exactly the same, yeah, same time. time. So it's just Anna now. So this whole episode yeah, is just This you. whole episode is just Anna. Sick. So just smile. <laughs> this is, welcome to the <laughs> Anna show. <laughs> yeah. What's up? <laughs> Oh yeah, you're recording. No, but I, I think we got no, that was. Yeah. We got. I'm we, glad we, we got, got good what stuff. We, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll need to. Yeah, we'll we'll get a it doesn't matter. Yeah. Video, bit of fun for people who. Oh. And there. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> we just totally forgot you were there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're recording. Um, no, for the people who, um, and it's you know, it's there are only a couple at the moment. Um, uh, videos coming. Yeah. <laughs> promise there we're is going to be a video aspect. Uh, as you can tell, we're working out the kinks, yeah. but. Let's keep the fucking show Let's on the go. road with tell us a superstition you have. Oh, yeah. let's no. let's 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 try and make this spooky. Yeah, if we can. some like some kind of. So not like if you smash a mirror, you get seven yeah, years yeah, of yeah. luck because we all know that's not fucking true. Yeah, yeah but like uh, yeah, it's yeah, spooky, spooky, something. So, uh, I, I really do believe in the witching hour. I think what, that, what is that the witching hours between, I believe, 2 and 3 a.m. I like to just think of it as witching two hours between 2 and 4 because I can never remember if it's between 3 and 4 or 2 <laughs> and 3. What is what is the witching hour? I the witching hour is basically this period of time uh, over every night, obviously more active than some on full moons or whatever it may be, right? The, Zach Bagans goes into it, obviously. Mm. And I did a little bit of research into it and there's some people that, can really back up the fact that Ooh. there's this presence, uh, sorry, this um this time period where these these presences, these these um yeah, yeah yeah these these spirits and these ghosts or the paranormal are more active. Can I give the actual definition that Wikipedia gives? Please do. <laughs> Even though Wikipedia is not a reliable source at the end of the day, do please do not use it for your assignments and theses. Um, I progress. Thanks. I digress. Sorry. Um, in <laughs> in in folklore, the witching hour or devil's hour is a time uh, of the night that is associated with supernatural events, whereby witches, demons, and ghosts are thought to appear and be at their most powerful. Uh, yeah. So it's just this, yeah, this sort of this time in the night where you just start hearing a few more things go bump in the night, perhaps, mm -hmm. or you start feeling a little more like that thing you know that seat in the corner that just has okay, your clothes draped over being it occupied no, no, no. by someone no, no, no. isn't really <laughs> just a seat in the corner you know what i mean I and and his camera died as well what is this Fuck yeah dude don't Keep worry about video no, episodes baby we're gonna this? This. just leave it <laughs> um, um go on sorry yeah so <laughs> so yeah it's just it's just this little period of time where you know shit starts getting a little bit spooky and it's probably because you're really fucking tired because you shouldn't be up at 2 a.m and you're hallucinating but yeah, there's um, 
I used to go to my friend Casey's house. Um, and his house always felt, it never felt uncomfortable. Actually, I went there often because it was just fun. It's just a fun place to go. Um, but there was always this air in his house, man, that just always felt, always felt so not right. You know what I mean? Especially at a certain time of the night, um, you know, after we'd be done playing Call of Duty or whatever. Anyway, there was this streamer because it was one of the, one of his parties. There's this streamer in the middle of the room and it's a, it's a summer's night with no breeze. You know, we've got windows. open. No, we don't have windows. Open. We have all windows closed because it's actually colder in the house than it is outside. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, that's what it's one of those nights. There is not a draft. You know what I mean? And there, this streamer starts moving almost rhythmically, almost to a time. And what do you know? It's fucking 3 a.m. And we're like, who's blowing on that? No one. And then it stops. And then I can't remember who it was. I believe it was Trent. He goes, is someone there? And he's, oh my he's God. Just, he's, just, he's, he's just having a smile. He's just having a chuckle. And we're like, yeah, dude, someone's there. Yeah, yeah, someone's there, mate. And we're, just all, hear a- we're not in, <laughs> we are not in like our breath can, can Reach make it. this thing move mm. distance. And motherfucker, it starts moving rhythmically again. And then it stops. And then we were doing this call and answer thing. We were waiting for fucking like three minutes. The girls that were sleeping over were like in the corner. And the, and the guys, we are just sitting there looking absolutely flabbergasted. And we're letting small bursts of time go past and long bursts of time go past. And for half an hour, this fucking streamer in the middle of the room responds to us almost immediately after the call. That's crazy. Either fucking 30 seconds goes by, five minutes goes by, this thing moves in the in the room rhythmically. During the this same switching way, hour? 3 a.m. Oh. I don't mess with this stuff. This is why this is why I don't think about this stuff because I don't mess with it. I, I just scold holy water afterwards. I never, no, I never <laughs> mess with it no, or anything you know like that. I mean? like, but I just like, don't it's I think it's definitely something we should be because when you think about it, like you hear about, I guess one of my not a superstition, but definitely a belief and what a lot of people would say, oh, that's bullshit or whatever. But I do honestly believe that children are more sensitive to spirits. Uh, Like the amount of stories you hear about children being like, oh, this is my imaginary friend. Like you hear there was literally like a, a girl who was on YouTube and she shared the story about how her little sister said like they were flipping through she had this imaginary friend she called like nini or something like that and they're like oh who's nini and she's like oh she's this old lady she wears a pink dress with lots of flowers on it like something descriptive like that and then one day they're over at a relative's house and she points to a photo and she goes that's nini and they're like who she goes that's nini that's my friend and lo and behold, it's actually their great grand, like her mother's great grandmother, who this child, this woman was not alive when this child yeah. was born. Like, there's no other way, great grandmother, so not a prominent figure in their lives. Mm-hmm. I think she passed away when the mother was very young. Like, it's very much, and this probably ties in with the guardian angel thing, but children are very susceptible to that kind of thing. There were times when I had friends who said that their siblings would get up in the middle of the night and they'd, they'd hear them talking and then like then in the next 
the next day they'd be like, oh, who are you talking to? And they're like, oh, there's like a man that stands in my room. See. You know? Fuck that. Like, see, part of me, going back to the whole respect thing, I don't want to disprove it because it makes me, I don't want to not because you don't want just, it to bite you in the bum. The thing yeah, is, but, yeah, no, no, exactly <laughs> right. Because like part of me makes in my perfect sense to me because you know kids' brains are developing and all that nonsense. Not nonsense, well, true to some degree. But then also part of me does believe in that because it's it's a reason why kids are creepy to begin with. Anyway, small ones. <laughs> but that's also why, like you see in movies, kids being always, the center of yeah. possession because they're so susceptible. They're so welcoming to these kind of things. So, of course, it's very easy for a demonic persona or not even demonic, any persona of spiritual entity could, you know. (laughs) But it's also found, so like a lot of the in Ghost Adventures episodes, they communicate more often than not with children's spirit, like child spirits, Mm. Um, either A, because they could be a, a demon playing as a child or B, because children, again, there's belief that there, it goes both ways. So children of the afterlife are very susceptible, uh, susceptible to communicating with the mm. or our, I guess, realm. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably one of the big things the children oh, being God. really susceptible. Yeah. Whose idea was to do this? It was you. Scott. Scott's mine. I think you were sharing the story of your teacher. Yeah, the teacher was. And then that just sparked a whole like, oh, we can do this. But that was like, ooh, but not, uh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was, ooh, not, uh. <laughs> not soft tears. Man. Okay. Uh, have yeah. we all answered that question? Yeah, I believe. I think so, yeah. yeah. Right. So this yeah. is kind of similar. Um, have you ever had a spiritual encounter, good or bad? Mm. My mom. I, look, I'll, I'll quickly You can share this. adjacent. Yeah, yeah, it's adjacent purely because this is the, the, the one that sticks in. I feel like I'm going to scare myself because this is what, when mum, dude, that freaked me out when you touched my foot, bro. <laughs> Got it. When mum shares this story, and she hasn't shared it in a long time, but it's the one of the things that she shared when I was a kid because she thought that was a good idea because of imaginative imagination. Um, but it was to do with her when she was young. Now, if we brought mum, we're not doing that, but if we brought mum into the podcast, she would share that she herself, she's she's quite, not quite religious, she's just like neutral religion. She doesn't go to church and stuff, but she has that kind of belief. Back when uh, in, in Singapore, uh, when we when, when when she used to live there, uh, they grew up kind of in a much more religious environment than we are here. Um, so, mum, when she was probably no shy of like maybe nine or eight, like really young, um, she had two sisters. Um, one of the sisters, the eldest, she had a dream. Now, this dream, she thought. Um, this elder sister was a demon. Now, it's one of those dreams where she describes it as it's just the moment mm-hmm. of her like waking up from a bed and seeing something at the foot of your door. But when this time it was her sister and she pled to God and prayed to let her sister go who was possessed. Wow. And, oh, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> this thing, or whatever, the sister, was about to walk out of the door and she kept chanting, you know, let go of my sister to Jesus Christ. The whole thing, the whole nine yards. And at the head, like, turns around, but the head only, like, all the way and looks at her. And she, like, remembers that. And she believed that was, like, partially true. That wasn't a dream, that that actually was a thing. Mm-hmm. 
reason why I don't disbelieve it is because she like swears by it. She used to she used to speak um, tongue. Is that what you call it? Yeah, speaking tongues. Yeah, she yep. said she did that or had the ability to do that as a kid or something rather. And that's that because, yeah. That's, that's speaking in tongues is actually linked to being touched by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. As well. It's one of the, like the major signs you've been touched by the Holy Spirit. So, okay. <laughs> I'd rather not. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> I'd rather you not touch me. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's crazy. Well, that would be beneficial. No, no, no. That is crazy. Yeah, look. I, I'm not telling it the best because the way I'm, I'm just imagine if you're like a five year old child yeah. who's still kind of half scared of the dark and hearing a kind of story like that. She she totally in the good sense that like you're yeah, Jesus save me and stuff. I was like no 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 mom I remember the head turning around yeah that's what I bloody remember. Yeah. My my mom had something similar when she was a child. Yeah. She would so her and her sister would often be left home alone. And they'd always like play pranks on each other and mess around and be like act up and all that kind of stuff. And my grandma, not my grandma, her, my mum's grandma said, watch out, don't misbehave, otherwise a spirit will catch you. It's like just something that they used to say or they say Baba Yaga. Baba which is, Yaga. Yeah, yeah. Baba Yaga, which is like. John Wick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, I hate that because Baba Yaga is, an, is a, a witch. witch. It's a witch. She is Fina a witch. woman who lives in a house that has chicken feet. Look it up. <laughs> Someone edited that on <laughs> John, John, John Wick with chicken feet. <laughs> they call him Baba Yaga. Yet, have you ever seen what Baba Yaga looks like? Like he's not like Baba, Baba Yaga. Baba is grandma. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, uh, yeah. Baba Yaga. I'm guessing Yaga's witch. Perhaps I don't actually know. It, sure. it might be um like folk folk Russian language. Yeah, like, is like where a folk it comes from. Something. But anyway, anyway, um. So and then one night my mom was sleeping and. She had this weird feeling of like uncom like discomfort all day. And she's she used to tell me this story when I was a kid all the time. And I think it was either to scare me from misbehaving, but also to say, like, yes, spirits and things that are bad exist. And that's why faith is so important. Again, my mum is very religious as well. So, and she always taught me whenever you're scared or whenever you feel unsafe, just pray. Because it leads to this instance that she had. She woke up in the middle of the night feeling extremely cold. She was like no no older than maybe eight or seven. She And she was sleeping at her grandma's house or apartment. And she felt extremely cold and it was like going up her body. And then she opens her eyes but she can't move. So my mom experiences paralysis. Oh, my fucking God. And she, feel, she felt this overwhelming pressing on her chest like she was getting suffocated. My mom could not scream. She couldn't, like, not a single word could come out of her, her mouth. But she felt a presence of somebody there. And she looked around, looked around, and it was just like this moment of panic also, like she, she could, t she had this feeling like she was not safe. That if there's, she had done something bad, and in her mind, all she could do was just pray and pray and pray. So she said that she prayed so many times that eventually that coldness turned into warmth, and it was like rushing back down the way it came. Interesting. And after that, my mom's like, "I am not ever misbehaving." I mean, of course. She grew up to be a teenager and misbehaved a little bit, but yes, but and even an adult. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe she softened the story a little bit more. Maybe there's more to it. But like I've had a similar experience with sleep paralysis too. I never get sleep paralysis. Never ever have I That's ever scary. had sleep paralysis. And it was one time when it was like um, 
I think you you were still living in Dramana mm-hmm. and he'd gone to work and like I was like waking up in the morning. It was quite like still early and I remember hearing his roommate leave for work and all of a sudden I had this moment where like it was almost like deja vu, like the last five minutes had just replayed in, in my head or like the what I heard had replayed. And I was like, what the hell? And I suddenly couldn't move. I couldn't feel like I could feel the bed, but I couldn't move. And I was in this like state of like not quite awake as well. And then suddenly I hear a voice say, now it's my turn. Uh I shit you not. I sent him a text as soon as I was able and I went back to sleep. As soon as I woke up, I was like, I I got up, I looked around. I was like, no one's here. Like, I don't understand. I'd send him a text and I was like, I think I just suffered like paralysis or something. Yeah. Look, yeah. yeah. I don't know much about paralysis. Remember when I told you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember I wanted to punch that ghost in the face for saying that. <laughs> I, I, Creepy. I'm not, I've been in places where it's, I felt something. I could never pinpoint what it was, but that feeling afterwards. And I remember telling my mum, and my mum was like, Have you ever felt comfortable in that house? I said, The only place I feel comfortable is in Scott's room. Anywhere else, like I, we would never spend time outside in the kitchen. Like I remember going to the bathroom, I'd like run to the bathroom, run out. Like I never felt yeah. comfortable in that area. There's only a few places that I've actually felt like that. And 100% after that, I don't think, I've never felt that level of like, and not even, it's not even anxiety. It's like dread mixed with, Oh, I can't even like trying to describe it makes me feel ugh. Like mm. I get it. Like though. I want to jump out of my skin and just like scream. So oh, I like this. <laughs> I have I have two, but mine mine aren't really mine. My parents. Um, my mum, when she first had me, her and my dad, they lived in New South Wales, a place called Rudd Road, the house on Rudd Road. So my parents just have me. I'm this happy little bundle of chaos and I am nonstop crying every night. My mum thinks I have colic, which for those of you who don't know, is just chronic baby crying nonstop. But it only really happens at night and it only really happens when I'm in this specific room of the house by myself when I come into mum and dad's room. And perhaps it was the warmth of being next to my parents when I was young, but I stopped crying. Eventually that stopped working and my mum would drop me off to my nan's house or at least stay with me at nan's house and say, please give like, he won't stop crying. The second I'd enter nan's house, I'd be fine. I'd sleep like a baby. (laughs) Now this goes on for a little while, but there's one instance prior to the big climax of this story that's coming that my mum is cooking dinner. My dad gets home, is having a shower. Now, uh, my mum hears a knocking in the on the bathroom door, like a knock, and then an impatient, like, boom, boom. okay, like I'm coming. Anyway, dad opens the door and greets mum there. They're like, what? what? Mum goes, why are you knocking? Like, you need a towel? Dad goes, you're knocking. Like, what do you want? I'm having a shower. 
Mum's like, no, you were knocking and I had just had to drop dinner and come because you were slamming the door. No, you were knocking while I'm having a shower. Like, excuse me. This goes back and forth until they're like, that, that's weird then. If you didn't, then who did? So, it was Scott. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> Not even able to crawl yet. He's uh, um, like, <laughs> and so I'm still crying and my mum's still taking me back and forth and there's little bumps in the night that are happening and mum doesn't really take note of it until a few things start ramping up and one night I am just in the cot in the other room and I'm screaming pardon me screaming and then not moments later my mum and dad have the door closed and there is just this thumping again and again and again and it is pushing the door's frame like it is so hard it's like a kicking it's it's the bottom of the door frame is moving away from the frame itself mm. and my dad gets up and just screams the most expletive language you've ever heard and just says get the away from my family get the fuck away from my kids you leave well my kid leave us alone and you fucking go back to wherever the fuck you can and just just absolutely giving this thing hell everything from that moment stops and it never happens again i've heard like you've told me that story before and it's just jogged my memory about someone else that i know who had something like really similar happen to them and their child even to the point where witnessing the spirit hanging over the child's cot. This is what I mean when kids are susceptible to this kind of stuff, you know? Like, yeah. But no, but how am I? Are you calm? Like, because I'm not calm. I'm good. Like, I want to hold your hand. <laughs> yeah, have you ever been in a haunted house or anything like that? No, I don't think so. We should take you on a ghost no. tour. That would be yes. fucking sick. Yeah. Do you, you we'll take you to the abandoned asylum uh, yeah, um, in Dandenong or something like that, wherever <laughs> that is. It's a popular attraction. Actually, no, I won't do that. No, literally this, uh, people who are listening, who, who, who obviously cannot see, but Anna's wanted the door because it's gone a bit stuffy. Yeah. yeah. The cold air has tickled my feet while Scott's been telling this story. Yeah. And I'm like petrified and keep looking behind my shoulder. <laughs> Dude, I like, uh, yeah. Like, do, do you, what do your parents say about that moment? Well, I have that. to go to church once a month um, to get my <laughs> no, ritual. That doesn't. Um, you know, my, <laughs> ritual exorcism. Yeah, my ritual exorcism. Oh, um, that they bathe me <laughs> in holy water. No. Um, I actually have a holy water just tapped up to the house. Um, Don't joke about that. <laughs> nah, man. I mean, there was there was another time in, you know, I was actually alive for this. Um, well, I was, you were alive. alive for that too, <laughs> I'll bro. Say, I'll say conscious. I'll <laughs> say awake in my thoughts. Uh, I, I, I recall them. I'm about, let's say, 12 to 13 years old. We have three dogs that run amok in the house every now and then, but we're all watching a movie in the lounge room. And it's a nice, calm Friday night. We're watching whatever movies on TV. And my, my room is always really cold compared to the rest of the house. Mm. Just really cold. But it's just the insulation, right? It's just the room, whatever it may be. Um, now, I would occasionally wake up and sort of the shadows from the window, or whatever, would eventually cast this specific shadow in the room oh. that I would think like, that looks a little bit too like it's 
actually present in my room and not a shadow, but it is what it is. Anyway, you could see my room through the lounge room that we're all sitting at. Anyway, one of our dogs, Leo, gets up and he's just looking into my room. And then he starts like, like growling. And we're like, he never does that. But anyway, like, come back here, you big dickhead. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, he starts like barking. And we're like, okay, dude, like the movie, please fucking get back on the couch. Anyway, he runs into the room, yelps and sprints out and hides under the couch for the rest of the movie. It's an hour's worth of movie that he sits under the couch for. And mom's like, what's wrong with him? Oh, well, who cares? Dad's like, fuck's wrong with his dog. And then me, I immediately think, oh, fuck. I think my room might actually have something in it. Because he yelped. It was that the, ghost from when you were a baby. There is oh, nothing There dogs. is nothing yeah. in my room. And there, there was nothing in my room that my dog could have hurt himself on. Yeah. It's just furniture and like a beanbag. Oh. You know so, what that reminds me of? Yeah. In, the par- in Paranormal Activity when the German Shepherd gets dragged across the floor by the ghost. And then you hear it. And you hear it go. Oh, my God. Not right. the thing you should be scared about in that movie. But- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a lot um, more. So I've just picked the next two, but they're pretty much the same. Like, That's cool. It was. Um, have, you, have you ever had an interaction with someone of spiritual psychic abilities? Like, uh, I believe my mum's psychic, to be honest. I believe my mum has some kind of connection. Last mum mentioned. Well, yeah, like, we, we got it. No, but, um, we, we got no. it. Like, we mentioned now, it like, got, like six <laughs> different times. Six times. That's true. That was like prominently your mum. <laughs> yeah. One real quick one on psychic. So my my mum is, you know, some people are good at finding things. My mum is really fucking good at finding things. And my mum just casually always says, "Oh, the voices tell me where it is." And I looked at her one day and I said, "What do you mean, you, the voices?" And she's like, "Oh, it's just sometimes like something just points me in the right direction of where it is, and I just find it." I'm like, is it's it her is internal it, monologue? Is it your thoughts? <laughs> is it you? She's like, no. She's like, she's like, I like to think something just, something just takes me to a certain spot, and I just find exactly where it is. Because there's a couple times where I'm like, Mum, you looked, you told me to pull the fucking front off my computer and found the thing. You know, like just some weird unorthodox Isn't spot. Lucky right? like that too. Now, lucky. This oh was one of those times where I, I still couldn't fucking believe what I was seeing. I still can't believe it. I lost one of my favorite drumsticks. It was a fucking Vic Firth. Um, I can't remember the exact size, but it was just, it played so well. But the thing is, is I couldn't remember what um, what size it was because it had all rubbed off. But it all rubbed off the right one and not the left one. I couldn't find the fucking left one for the life of me. Anyway, Lockie and I are sitting on the couch and I'm like, dude, you know what I can't find still? He's like, what? I'm like, that fucking drumstick. Like he's like, oh yeah, the, the you know the one, the one you fucking want to get the size off. Yeah, he goes, yeah, that's weird. Looks me deadpan in the eye, puts his hand down the couch, pulls it out of the couch, and gives it to me, and goes, there you go. Now I nearly punched his fucking lights out because I thought he was hiding it yeah. from me, and I go, what the fuck is that doing there? He goes, I don't know, I just found it there. Lachlan, you looked me dead in the eyes. And just fucking put your hand down there and pull it out and said, there you go. He goes, yeah, I don't know. So I just, it's just something. Yeah. I just put my hand down there. It just felt like it was what I was supposed to do. Dude. What the fuck is wrong with you? 
Love you, Lockie. I will never forget that moment. And there's been a couple times as well where Lockie has this kind of like this seeker ability. Same as mum, where they can just, you know, I, I, if you ever I'm lose your phone, dots. you ever lose yeah. your phone, fucking ask one of those two because yeah. they'll find it. It's whack. Love it. I like to think I'm spiritually like aware, not awake because there's a difference. I think there's like, I think there's part part of me sometimes, like for instance, any other church I walk into, like I'm fine. I don't necessarily feel like spiritually connected or anything like that to my religion. But for some reason, and there have been a few instances where I walk in to our church and I get this overwhelming sense of just like eyes on me, not people, but like people, not something's watching me and it's not just something, it's many things are watching me. And as a child, I used to walk into church and I'd cry. I'd, I'd always just cry and I wouldn't, and I'd say, I can't breathe. I just cry and cry and cry. My mom's always like, oh, she's just emotional. She's just emotional. One time we went to Easter Mass and we were with like some family friends and I was standing there one moment, I was fine. And the next minute I'm completely fine in the face. Like I seem neutral, but tears are just streaming down my face. And this woman walks up to my mom and goes, she's been touched by a spirit. She needs to. She needs to go light a candle. She's been touched up, touched by a spirit. My mom's like, not possible. Like, not, no way. And then my, her friend mind. goes. Her friend touches me, and she's like, "Oh, are you okay? Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I don't understand why I'm crying." Like, and I start getting hysterical. So they take me outside, and I'm fine. My tears are gone straight away. Like, and you're a vessel. Scott knows me. If I cry, I don't – it takes a while for me to calm down. It doesn't just – it's not just like an on-off switch. Yeah. Know? It's it's almost like a slow, like a slowly oh, turning faucet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, imagine, like, someone – I don't even know how to say. Like, you're laughing and then suddenly someone says something to offend you and you stop laughing straight away. Yeah. It was like that but with tears. I walked out and I was like – completely fine the woman was like do you want a drink do you want anything i was like i'm fine let's You're go like, back inside people around i walked back inside and i had this feeling of just like i guess someone else's pain no not like yeah it was like i felt i could feel things that i never was like sensitive to and then ever since then anytime i'm around someone who's going through something i can like i can feel that and there's like a level you can have a level of like empathy for someone when they're telling you something but if you can feel that that's a whole different thing like there was a girl at work the other day and I like she was like she was completely neutral everything was fine I'm like are you all right she goes yeah I'm fine why do you ask I was like I don't know you just you didn't seem yourself today she goes I'm completely fine I was like okay well if you need to you know talk about anything like let me know she goes oh I'm just going through some stuff at the moment I was like that's okay. But like she didn't just looking from her body language, she didn't give yeah. me any notion that there was anything wrong, but I could feel it. And it was like after that moment when I, that experience I had at church, I felt like it was like hyper awareness was awoken. There is, there is this, um, you can feel people's energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can, you can feel people's energy if you're aware of it sort of thing. Um, I, you know, it's stuff like we're in the room for Bamprak and you could tell that a couple of the boys were off and that 
you know, no one says a word really, but you know, you, you, you just, you just feel it. The room, the room's energy isn't there. But the second that like maybe a few people are all switched on, like we were last brack, man, you can feel it in the room. There's this electricity. There's this, you know, there is this, for lack of a better word, a vibe in the room. There's, there's, there is this, this untangible, um, yeah, just this feeling. untangible yeah. feeling, but like there's 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 something in the air. You feel it. It's fucking awesome. Um, but I think that's where people who are probably more empathetic than others, maybe they feel those certain wavelengths, those certain um, that certain energy coming off someone. So they don't necessarily have to say anything. You can just assume, but maybe guess that someone's not feeling okay just because of how their, I guess their energy is. I know that sounds very airy fairy, but yeah. There are there are people who emit a certain. It's like the people who like are really into chakras and they can feel people's auras. Like there's also a level of that in spirituality. You can actually feel when someone is spiritually connected and when someone's not. Mm-hmm. Often the people who are not are more chaotic than those that are. I I want to add like <laughs> yeah, yeah I I I think that's all right. We might go over. Yeah, that's fine. We'll that's go over fine. A I bit. think. Why I want to add on top of that, just because we're talking about like, like that kind of air, mm. right? This feeling, kind of touching base about what I said about whole being like agnostic or that kind of, yeah, that area of belief. Of, yeah. Yeah. It's because when I say I believe in the universe, it's it's a weird thing to explain my spirituality because I am I am spiritual, but not in a not in a religion. I think, like, I don't pray. Mm. But I talk to myself. Yeah. Or talk to everything around me. Yeah. So that's, I have never, I don't think I've, I think I've told maybe my girlfriend about this, but like I, it's not something I've shared because it's just something I do once in a while when I need to talk to the universe. Yeah. And I don't do it superficially. Like I don't, in my head, I'm like, oh, it's like, it's just something that had felt right to do. It makes you feel connected. Correct. Yeah. It, I think, alone in my bed it doesn't doesn't matter what i'm going through why i'm talking but i just needed to say it yeah i needed someone or the world the universe to hear and in in my way that's my spirituality everything Mm -hmm. i give and i feel my emotions what i how i treat others how i treat myself Mm. i like to think in some and this is like coming out to the whole like my idea of science and like how your matter that's in your in your hand has probably once been matter in some distant moon somewhere just because of how science i, I don't want to go into it but that's how science works do you mean like reincarnation no like literally your matter your matter isn't stable you right now could be on the moon your one single atom of you could just be on the moon right now gone near back one atom one molecular part of you technically is just come back I don't know exactly how that works and whether or not that's actually how science works in terms of how What's that theory? Is that, is that it's, like it's, a it's, it's a proper theory? thing. There is a name thing to idea of like how atoms work. It's the same thing how like you're not sitting on a chair, you're floating above it because your atoms and the friction well, stuff. Like, well, yeah. But the, regardless of whether that's true or not, it's been long running enough for me hmm. that that's how I perceive things. What's that called? I want to know. What does that sound familiar, it, though? It doesn't sound familiar. No. It seems too far fetched for me to even grasp. I'm, like, like, <laughs> ad, like Adams can't. Too far fetched in a in a theme. No, like this. but part of me to be on the moon is what you're saying, right? Yeah, 
But yeah. what is that theory? Like, how is that even possible? I have no idea. But it's to do something to do with matter and like your molecular on a molecular level, your matter isn't just contained in itself. Isn't you it like, you yourself are not a you are a whole. Well, I know. I understand. And, and Adam's like ninety nine percent negative space. Or something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. I get that. Not, I like, mean, in Joe Dispenza's book, um, How to Break the Habit of Being Yourself, and um, Eckhart Tolle's book, they also talk about like you aren't one thing, you are many things. And that if you touch something, it's your atoms are like basically crossing boundaries between right. inanimate objects and other people. Mm. And it also like that's – there's a theory with – um, oh, my gosh, the word exp- escapes me. Not genetics but the other one starts with E. Epigenetics. Epigenetics. Epigenetics is – is it epigenetics? I have no idea. You're telling the That's story. Right. <laughs> you have a laptop. <laughs> uh, so it's basically like it's not um, the soul of – like it's not – it's uh, it's heritable phenotype. So basically it's not what you inherit from your parents but it's what you inherit from your environment and oh. that basically like the theory goes the trauma your grandparents felt – all those years ago is not going to get carried on to your parents, but it's going to get carried on to your, or into like yourself and your kids because that basically like the, t- the amount of time it passes for DNA to be altered, that's when epigenetics becomes heritable d- genetics in the way that you get a passed on trait or a passed on trauma traumatic event i'm totally butchering this description but, but i kind of get it i get it i get it yeah it's basically yeah. the the concept of an experience turning into a genetically memory yes and no like a genetically influencing factor in a future generation All right, enough of this Eric Berry science bullshit. All right, we had... Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> it's my beliefs. We'll do, we'll do that and then can we do the last topic? Yeah, yeah okay. Because I really want to nice talk one. about that. I, I would like to talk about All right, that. audience got so in contact audience. with us on... Uh, shut the fuck up. Um, audience got in contact with us bunch got on... in contact with us. Oh, that's no, no. Uh, am I fine now? Oh, oh, you considering it? Punch, punch? No. I wear the punch. It was on. It was on. <laughs> no. It was on my personal that's page. So cheesy. <laughs> that's what works. That's what sells. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> here we go. First Do question. you believe in the paranormal, ghosts, spirits, etc.? Seventy-two percent said yes. Twenty-eight percent said no. Have you ever lived in a lived in or visited a house building? Blah blah blah. That was haunted. Uh, good friend Matt said grandparents lived in a house that a baby regularly cried in. They did not have a baby. That is sick. Uh, my own mate Reese reached out to me via DM. Uh, I'll read that in a sec. Lyndon, banging doors at night with no wind or drafts. Also claw marks on the back of the doors. Don't have any dogs. That's sick. I love that. Well, don't get excited. Um, my, my tail gets my, fluffy with this stuff. My stepbrother goes, <laughs> I mean, back when we used to live together, our sister spoke to someone, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, goes, Sam goes, apparently uh, I have, but I was too young to remember. Maybe that's why I'm cursed now. Courtney, yes, and I'm pretty sure my current house has a ghost. Ashton, 100%. I can't write my experiences here because they are too long. Now, the DMs that they sent, I haven't opened yet on purpose, so I don't accidentally read ahead. So this is all new. Uh, Courtney, the house at the moment, there's one room we just don't go in, has weird vibes and just feels wrong. 
We have a friend who's regularly, sorry, who's fairly intuitive. Uh, and they say that there's a spirit there that doesn't like anyone being in its space, just that one room. So we use it as a storage room. Both of Anthony's kids uh, who at one point in time have had that as their room, both felt bad in there and said that they heard weird noises at night, though this could very well be possums getting on the roof, etc. I like that. I like the idea that ghosts are just thin points between alternate universes and times that are overlapping, Um, but I fully support the idea of um, parallel universes. Parallel Courtney is forever borrowing things from me. Uh, Most of the time, I like to believe she needed it more, but for fuck's sake, please stop. (laughs) Now, wow. I, I really like the theory of yeah. inter, intercrossing, uni, intercrossing universes or perhaps timelines or something that, you know, two things are experiencing the same moment. One's ethereal, one's matter, one's mm-hmm. present, one's here, us being yeah. the matter, the present. One being the ethereal, the overlapping, the interacting, but not physical. You know what I mean? I really like that idea. My, my quick thing is like hopefully maybe someone in in the audience can answer this or you guys why don't you leave what see this is the thing this is me right again as a kind of half half believer yeah mm. if that ever ever and i'm not probably i'm not that aware maybe i will never notice but if i ever notice that I would sell the house and leave. But some people can't do that. As well. I know, but like, do you There's know other like, circumstances? I'm just so because I don't want to mess with that because I do yeah. respect that like enough to be like. Yo, you want me gone? All right, I'm calling them. Nah. Like, oh, my, like there's ways. Around, can you turn sorry, that off? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Scott's a busy person. No, there's there's ways around it. You can get a priest. You can get a yeah. medium who can feel for it. You, they can perform a blessing. Like my mom gets blessed at uh, her house, blessed every year, mm. without question. My car, because after last year, how how many bad events happened with my car? And this is where I believe the whole guardian angel and the blessing thing. Yeah. Um, I got my mum to bless, like we left my car there, we went away um, and the priest blessed my car. I haven't had an issue with my car since. Love it. Like Thank 100%. No, like last year I was in two two incidences where I had to send my car off to get fixed yeah, by insurance. Right. My car was broken into. I backed completely my own fault but the amount of times I've driven the sa- my car the same way and backed it into the driveway, this one day I happened to back it in too fast and knocked the antenna off my car. Like I'm never that careless, never like ever. And then all the like scratches and stuff that had rocked up on my car for Dude, the last the year. wind blowing the fucking rebar gag yeah. onto your... Out of all the things, we had a really windy day. Yeah. And I had just momentarily just parked my car outside on the driveway. Because we were bringing we, shopping in, right? Yeah, we were bringing shopping in. And there on our fence, we had like rebarb gridding. So it's a wire. with like uh, tomato growth and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's, used, it's used to basically like it's used to s- form concrete, right? Like to yeah, yeah, I know. form it's heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm with you. We had that nailed on the fence. And it had fallen right where my door is. If I had been standing there, and it was like a loud bang too. If I had been standing there, it could have knocked me out. It could have knocked Scott out. It could have smashed my window. Like there was just so many incidences that had happened with my car in a year that I was like, there's no fucking, I'm like, mum, 
get my car blessed. Bless <laughs> You've got vehicle. connections. <laughs> you know, I could have easily just been like, I'm getting a new car. This car's cursed, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it's it's the same mentality either way. Like, solve the problem. Like, don't ignore yeah. it. That's probably more what yeah. I mean. But also, yeah, run away. <laughs> Creepy. So my friend Reese uh, reaches out about Guardian Angels. Yeah, man, I got one about Guardian Angels too. I was reading up on it uh, a while ago because I kept seeing the same repeating numbers multiple times a day. Looked into it. And that's apparently a way they kind of reach out to you. Mm. So on my break from work, I was looking into the different ways they reach out. I can't remember all of them, but one was a white feather floating past you. And when I finished work that day, what do you know? A white feather floats past my face. Now, Ashton sends one. Good buddy, Ashton. The main one I remember, clear as day. This is years back. Back when I would have been like 12, 13, something like that. I was at old mate Todd's house crashing at his, getting up to no good. Um, and getting up to God knows. Sorry, I get up at God knows what time, well into midnight, and the rest uh, and the rest of his family had this old piano. Sounds cliche, I know. And it always gave me the heebie-jeebies. Anyway. We're getting snacks and I thought I heard footsteps. So I turn around and there's this fucking figure in a gown standing at the piano. And at the time, I thought not much of it. Uh, I thought it might have just been Curtis. Yeah, nah, your boy Curto had crashed out. And then I said to Todd, I think I just saw a ghost. To his reply, it was just probably Curtis. My little pantaloons were so filled with dookie. <laughs> oh my God. I convinced myself it was just Curtis. And to this day, I'm 101% convinced that's why the piano always gave me the heebie-jeebies. Damn. Can uh, I share a quick thing about the numbers thing that just triggered yeah, me? No, I, yeah. I had a moment in maybe, I think it was just before I quit my job in retail. I And I never brought this up to Scott because I didn't think anything of it. But that just suddenly made me think hang on a second, I remember seeing this number all the time. There was one day where I looked at the, I woke up in the morning and I checked the time. The time was 4.44. I was like, cool, whatever. I'm going back to bed. I got up. I was like running errands during the day and I had seen a number. I had seen a number plate and the last four digits, it was like one of those like first three letters and then the last three digits of numbers. Um, it was 444. I was like, oh, that's cool. Didn't think anything of it either. I was like, I've never seen a number plate that had all the same numbers. That was yeah. why I remember that. Then I went to, oh, I was at Coles and I was buying stuff. The total was 444.40. I was like, 444. Okay. And then that that evening I checked the time and it was 444 again. So during the day I'd seen 444 multiple times. I just looked it up. It's an angel number that represents that you already have a strong connection with angels and and a source and you are on the path of spiritual awakening. The energy of an angel number 444 brings a sense of peace and balance. That was right after, uh, right, it was around the time that I just quit my job. What's, is there anything about 11, like 111? Actually, no, 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 tell me. Don't, don't, don't. Why? Don't. Because I do it. There's this. No, no, stop. Do it. No, eleven, uh, eleven, or just it's eleven. Okay, so I'll tell you why. All right. So this, this is a wait. Thing. Is it eleven, eleven, yeah, or just eleven, one? eleven? But like, okay. yeah, four ones, I guess. Don't tell me yet until I tell this. I have one last moment with this, just in case. Um, it's a thing that was started by my girlfriend, as in like it's something that you're not supposed to like look for, but like when it is, you make a wish because it's like a like a time oh, to do says that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I just do that now, like consistently. Even like if I, I hit the sack at eleven. I'll wait a couple of minutes just because 
I've treated it as a moment just to be mindful and wishful. Just because it's a nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, or in the night. Just because it's like, yeah, why not? Just have to think about like, oh, uh, I can't tell you what the wishes are. But like if a wish comes, and you know, it's a sentimental thing. Yeah. So what does that, does that mean anything? Well, it's Never. a demonic value. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, i throw this bowl at you, bro. So the number 11 or 1111 is the amplified message behind the number one which is a sign that whatever thoughts, feelings, actions, and energy you are emitting is what is currently manifesting in your life. Ah, uh, manifestation. Right. Yes. That makes a lot of sense now. Why yeah, that's, that's a... why everyone says make a wish. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, like I've been doing that a lot and I do that. Yeah. yeah. I, as a one point, there was a, and this is kind of a side note, but there was one time I did actually not believe, but I was really like, I needed something. So I believed in some sort of manifestation. Manifestation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was a time when now I don't, per se do it but like that was a time where just like i need to put some something out there because you know like yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was mm-hmm. a thing anyway mine's 23 yeah. i don't know what that what do you think? 23. Yeah. you say number the number 23 often but you can look we that's can, there's yeah. there's a movie on it with jim carrey and i don't want people to think that i'm ripping that off i genuinely see the number 23 <laughs> way too fucking often for it to be a coincidence anyway uh last topic last topic yet. last topic and this is this is a special one for uh uh, listeners, have you ever used a Ouija? Luigi? Have Ouija you ever board. used a Ouija board or know anyone who has? If so, uh, would you ever, if no, would you ever use one? First of all, absolutely, we'll never use never, one. Never, ever in my entire life. I would never go, I would never, no, no. I can't touch it. Why not? Did you listen to anything? I'm just, yeah, no, no, like, but like, not, why? Yeah. I'm always interested to know why because okay, people's sure. perspective on what this is is true, quite interesting. True. And I think you kind of know where this is going. Whether it, it doesn't, I don't think it matters whether it's pop culture or how people have talked about this kind of experience and how it's framed. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether I believe it or not, anything you do is framed by your emotions mm-hmm. and your, mm-hmm. especially when you interact with anything that's supposed to be somewhat spiritual or otherworldly, you don't go to that shit unless you're feeling positive or you're coming at it with intention. Because at least that's the one thing I believe in general in life, it's your emotions guide how you feel about things. Mm -hmm. This, because it's mostly negative, and I think you're about to disagree with me, I think, maybe, I don't know. I, I, yeah, no, not because, just out of pure, again, respect. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure there is some sort of positivity to it and outcomes, I don't know, I don't know what I'm saying. But if I see that anywhere, I don't care if it's fake or nying, ain't no get that. Just, just it is what it is. I have no expertise in using it. So I it's have, basically fear of the unknown. It's fear you don't know what's gonna happen. Yes, if you touch it. But like, I'm not gonna mess. This is the thing that I've been saying this entire time. I'm don't mess with anything. You don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because it's a golden rule for anything. Just don't mess with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's me. Scott. Yeah. Mine. I think it comes down to your emotional fortitude, your your emotional and your mental um, constitution. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you're emotionally tough, if you're mentally tough, if you if you are comfortable in the moment and you are comfortable within you, I think maybe using a Ouija board isn't too um, isn't something that you should be scared of. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's something that you should treat with the utmost respect and expect the unexpected for sure. But not saying that I would use one, but mm-hmm. I like to think that my emotional fortitude and 
me being as, I guess, emotionally and mentally resilient as I am these days, definitely not back even as far, you know, even two years ago, even three, you know, especially not my teens for sure. Like now that, now that I'm comfortable here, I'm centered here. I think mm -hmm. I could use one without being too afraid of perhaps losing myself in it or taking a piece of something else home. Yeah. Cause I think that is what happens a lot when you use them. Right. But yeah. doesn't, but like that phrase like that. Yes. You know yes. What? But I think you have to be, you have to be, strong and centered to use one yeah. you can't be frail you can't be afraid you can't be susceptible you can't mm -hmm. let yourself be emotionally open to something taking hold of you and this is where but then who does so you decide that who says exactly. it's all in your control that's well, that's, that's like my point i i get i totally believe that mm. and whilst i maybe would like to believe it maybe not to that extent but in my head i don't think that matters because you're dealing with something that it isn't in your control. Or at least that's why I perceive it. So that's why. Okay, you know, that's what's like a really simple analogy. It's kind of like you could be the strongest human. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You're saying, Bolt, I don't know, whatever, right? Giants start existing. It's like you thinking you're tough as shit and you have everything control. You're like, you're practically invincible, whatever. You're just like this peak human, right? And this giant thing just arrives. And you think you can take it on. Or you can think you can just, I can coexist with you. I don't think it's going yeah. up against it with a way of I can beat you. I no, think it's, it's not I think you, but it's that force of like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, it's like the David and Goliath thing. Oh, maybe that's, no, bad. that's a bad it's, analogy, but it's, it's just. On that scale, I think uh, I what know. you're saying, Scott, mm. really, um, it, it's a good description as to this, like, it's, it's a good reasoning behind a lot of the stories that surround the Ouija board, um, I actually did a lot of research into this recently, but um, the reason why the Ouija board came about was it was a marketing ploy for these men to essentially make money off people's grief. So in the Victorian era, there was like this movement of spirit, like spiritual awakening, basically people wanted to contact or wondered if they could contact their loved ones in any way possible. That's where you had the stories of burning people at the stake because they were witches and all that kind of stuff coming out. They were talking about that. That's what they started writing books about in those days. Um, so these guys, this American guy had traveled to Europe um, and he had met these people who were making something called a Ouija board. It was like a French and a German guy. We is yes in French and ya is yes in German. Well, supposedly this is how the story yes, goes. Yeah, so it's a yes, yes board. Yeah. Basically, this guy saw it, took it to America, mass produced it. It ended up being sold as a toy. But it was marketed in the way that if you – and, like, they actually sold this in funeral homes. Like, this is – When I'm telling what you – What century they, is this? This was, like, early, early 19th century – when when was Victorian era? 1800s? Definitely not 19th century. 1800s. 1700s. 1700s. Yeah, 17. I think 16 was the Revolution era. But it's around that time. Definitely. Anyway, around that time. They were selling Ouija boards. It was around the time when they were like hanging bells in graveyards to make sure people were really dead. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Right. You know? Um, But they would actually sell the Ouija boards in funeral homes and saying, oh, like you've lost a loved one. Like... You know, they didn't think it was like anything spiritually connecting. It's marketing. It was a marketing ploy, yeah. 
until you had people who were and like science breaks it down to like it's a, it's the subconscious feeding the conscious therefore that's how you move the planchette around the board you, it's these muscle spasms that you're unconsciously like you're not aware of and that's where it spells what you're looking for Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. but then stories came out about people being influenced by the board and this is where your whole explanation of if you're mentally sound, like using something like that isn't really, a, you know, something to be worried about. But you had accounts of um, there was a woman, I think it was, yeah, she was using the Ouija board to basically make her life decisions for her. So whether she wore this one day or she went to this place another day, she was using it to influence herself. Mind you, this is during like the time where it was like spiritual awakening. So people were people who weren't religious were falling into this oh no yeah so it's one day like, yeah, go on. the story goes one day Imagine the a demon dressing you day to day <laughs> fuck me <laughs> oh you look good in the red dress <laughs> not the black dress <laughs> put that one red, red or black red or black it just says you know yes. that knocking <laughs> like, what the fuck <laughs> but supposedly one day she got the uh like the sense of something was wrong in her relationship. So she asked the board, is my marriage okay? It said, no. And she said, is my husband cheating on me? It said, yes. So from that, she said the board told her to kill her husband because he was <laughs> cheating on her. Long story short. Oh my God. From that, she ended up, they ended up, like she went to court and they ended up, um, she ended up pleading guilt, uh, guilty on the, or innocent on the case of insanity or something like that. Yeah. And in those days, they didn't actually put you in jail. They just put you on like a heavy dose of medication. But um, Put a killer back out on the streets, no worries. But there have been multiple accounts where people played with this board and used it as a defense for their actions. Again, oh. there are other people who use this board thinking nothing of it, not being, you know, spiritually balanced or aware of the repercussions of touching something like this and then having a demonic <clears throat> or spiritual connect like connected to them yeah have you yeah. ever heard of the demon zozo i don't think i want to but like go on so he is <laughs> supposedly and this is in several episodes of the ghost adventures he is supposedly a demon that came to our world so past the veil came into our world and was accidentally summoned by teenagers in this house. So there's a house in America called the Zozo House. Oh, okay. And he supposedly resides there. Okay. And there's an episode where they go to the Zozo America. House. Um, but there was also another woman in a completely different state, uh, different city, everything, doesn't know about this. She was playing with a Ouija board and she had Zozo come up on her Ouija board. And the way Zozo, like, he doesn't just spell Zo, Zo. He goes back and forth between Z and O. That's when you know it's the real Zozo. And the reason why he stuck around is because they didn't close the Ouija board properly. So the Ouija board is also said to be a tool to open a door or a key to open a door to the other world. That's why I personally, when it comes to touching something like this, I wouldn't because I don't know what I could bring through that oh, door. Thank God. Good yeah, or bad. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. In high school, 
I wouldn't let you, by the way. <laughs> Get that goddamn thing out of this no, house right now. I, I know several people who have used a Ouija board. Me too. Um, God. A just family upset. friend of mine when she was – or a family friend of my mum's when she was a teenager, her and her friends got drunk one night and they were playing with a Ouija board and some spooky shit happened, like a glass shattered, like it was in the middle of a bench. They were in the middle of talking to something. It just – no one was near it. It just spontaneously – like erupted, like shattered mm. everywhere. They didn't close the board. They got so spooked about what had happened. They just chucked it back in the box and they had like this, almost like what my mum has um, in her garage, that like little door that goes underneath the house. Ooh. They right? didn't put it under there, right? They did. because Idiots. They, no, no, no. Because That's they, the first scene of a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but her mum was like her, like strict Christian. So if she chucked it in the bin like and she'd seen it they would have been like murdered by the mother basically just empty the bins that night and and chuck it on top and go anyway so after that had happened her family life became really chaotic so and she didn't think anything of it she was like this was just a bad experience i'm we're going to move on her parents ended up getting a divorce her dad became an alcoholic her sister got into drugs her mum uh, her mum lost, like any job she got, she lost like months later. They ended up having to, to sell their house and move away. Once they moved away, everything was fine. So this is where I draw the line between like, see, you just saw me going from like freaked out to like, no, come on. There's things that like, I get that. But then it's like, I don't know if that, maybe that's worse. Maybe that's even more reason why you don't mess with this stuff. It gets worse. Oh God. Come so on. years later, so they've, they've, this is like maybe 20 years later, she's an adult. Her parents have passed away. A woman reaches out to her on Facebook and says, hi, is your name so-and-so? Like, is this your maiden name? She's like, yes. She goes, oh, we just bought this house and we found a whole bunch of like your family's like letters and all this other stuff in like your little like it's like a storage unit for I don't know what she called it exactly but basement yeah let's call it a basement but it's not it's like a nook um she's like there's like a whole bunch of like toys and stuff like we were wondering if you wanted them back and she's like yes I would love to have like any photos or anything that you have in that box I'm actually getting goosebumps talking about this too in that box was this Ouija board she had completely forgotten about it and then she had her partner at the time, his sister was like kind of, she was like on that spiritual hippy-dippy chakras, all that numerology, all that shit. And she was over and she's like, oh, I'm getting a bad feeling now. Like right now there is something bad here. She goes, oh, like that's weird. And she goes, oh, tell me about this stuff that your this person had found. Change the subject. They're looking through and she goes, Oh, get away, get away from the box. Don't touch the box or anything. She goes, why? She goes, there's something in there that is bad. That is really bad. You need to get it out. You need to burn it. She goes, I don't, what, what? She Later on, she goes through the box, finds the Ouija board. And then she, her and her partner are sitting there and she's like, oh, you know, like we played with it years ago. This is what happens. And he goes, did you guys ever close the board? She goes, what do you mean? He's like, did you ever say goodbye? Because on the Ouija board it says hello and goodbye or something like that. And she goes, no, we were so freaked out. We just chucked everything back in the box and got rid of it. He goes, you need to close the board and you need to burn it. 
because there's something attached. Everything that you've just explained that happened after that moment, knowing your life story, it's because of this board. So they did the whole thing. They thought they had closed it. She went. <laughs> Bro, you look so freaked out. <laughs> she went to her backyard into their fire pit or, oh, or okay. whatever, tried to burn it. It would not burn. It would not burn. Long story short, she had to get a priest to come and bless the house and they ended up, like the priest ended up taking the Ouija board to like to get it blessed or something like that as well. But to this day and after hearing that story, I 100% believe that anything that comes through that, if you don't close it, whether good or bad, it sticks with you. If not with you, with your belongings. So does this not just reinforce at like the start of this? Like this is like creepy. Have fun sleeping tonight. But yeah, <laughs> oh, you, you need to walk me to my car. I'm not. Even, I was the whole time I'm thinking you both have to walk me to my car That's before so I go. Funny. I'm not even. You think I'm joking? No, I'm no, I'm not. I'll help you out. <laughs> we in, you in high school, we like it was. We were in year eight, and we were like, "Oh, how funny!" Because it was around the time Slender Man got really popular oh, yeah. and stuff. Fucking Slender Man, we like, God, classic. Let's let's make a Ouija board. So during lunchtime, we got a piece of cardboard <laughs> and we made a Ouija board, <laughs> and we were in this the girls' bathrooms, like playing around with it. And a teacher walked in and goes, "What are you doing?" And of course, because we go to a Catholic school, like oh, that's a yeah. sin. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. trying to contact the devil. But we were like, oh, we're just messing around. She goes, what is that? What is that? And she was like an older teacher, um, a religion teacher as well. So <laughs> it was even worse. And she dragged us all to the coordinator's office. We had to sit down and tell the coordinator why we were doing it, what we were expecting. They were like, oh, look, because of, you know, the repercussions that something like, like you guys don't know what you're playing with here, yeah. you know, and the religion teacher was like, you guys need to go do like Hail Marys and all this other stuff. I was like, get over yourself. Like, come on. And then that's around the time when I started watching Ghost Adventures and Zach Bagans, as much as he is into the paranormal and he loves haunted things and he loves getting around, you know, massacre sites and places where there's like mental assignment asylums and, you know, he was like, on the Queen Mary and he went to fucking um what's that prison in Baratoa? No, that's not no, no, no. Um Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Yeah. He went to Alcatraz and he did <laughs> episodes there. My sister's been to Alcatraz. She's like, there's something there for sure. There'd be many things yeah. in that prison. Tortured but, souls, are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, he no matter how much he loves that stuff and he gets the blessings and stuff, he's like, don't ever, ever, ever touch a Ouija board. Don't even go near the stuff. They used to sell that shit at Toys R Us. Fuck that. What? Yes. So the company that owned Toys R Us were eventually the people who ended up still mass producing the Ouija boards. I don't think they're available anymore because Toys R Us aren't a thing. Never seen one on the shelf at Kmart, that's for sure. (laughs) Fuck that. Yeah. God damn. All right. There you go. I don't think this has just bolstered my whole thing of like, yep, respect, but not touching. None of this. <laughs> Not hug, a chance. Hug the real life people and hold them close and tell Make them. Make sure you, you pray before you go to bed. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Or talk to the universe, whatever you do, I Russell. I regret sharing that bloody story from last episode because this is what started this. This is and what's I regret happened. it. It was a heartless, like, ooh, mystery. And it fuck. And it's compounded into <laughs> All right. 
Last few audience participation ones, and then we are out of here. Yeah. What are the two primal innate fears? Um, now, I've told us about this before. Uh, it's loudness and falling. Uh, surprisingly, nowhere near as many people guess that. Um, so the options were uh, I thought you loudness meant, like, and falling, us. falling and darkness, <laughs> and darkness and loud noises. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, have you now? No one really got around this one. Uh, it's have you ever had an experience with the paranormal? I got a few yeses, a few noes, and then Sam saying, "Does watching all fifteen seasons of Supernatural count?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, now, a similar one to what I have. What is a parent uh, a paranormal myth, legend, or story that instills fear in you? Good friend Headley. Any of Ed and Lorraine Warren stories? Yeah. Fucking love The Conjuring. Um, I didn't see Russ, Bloody Mary, the utter shit in my pants. Oh. I still feel when asked to say the name and do the spins. Uh, Lyndon, this is where he interacted with uh, the demonic possession of a human. Now, this one was interesting. Are you or someone you know gifted with a medium psychic ability? 48% yes, 52% no. Very interesting. Um, have you ever had an experience or encounter that cannot be explained? Couple yeps, couple maybes. Um, do you believe in the afterlife? 76% said yes. 24% said no. No one compounded on that though. I should have reached out to a couple. Uh, last one. Do you believe you have a guardian angel? If so, who do you believe it is? Ashton says, absolutely. But honestly, I have no idea. Hopefully some cool samurai or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just just share like some goss when it comes to Ed and Lorraine Warren? Yeah, I guess. So rumor has it. He had a lover who was 14 years old and she lived in their house together with Lorraine's approval. Just some tea for you. All right. Well, we leave it there. <laughs> really so have you guys seen The Conjuring uh, 3? Uh, have you guys seen it? Uh, no, uh, but apparently there's um, people after watching that movie yeah, have had demoni- demonic and spiritual instances. No, no, no. Like. Psychics and stuff have said don't watch that movie if you're sensitive to the. To okay, the so I'm not watching it. Well, it was apparently it's trash anyway, so I'm not gonna watch it. Ooh, <laughs> I've heard that it's good. Oof! I heard. I heard it's. I've heard it's good. I care about. See, if what, you like scary, I movies. love. I love the Conjuring series because it has so much heart in it for a horror movie. For God's sake, I still get teary up when he's singing um uh the Elvis Presley song in the second movie mm, to the family. That's beautiful. Right. Anyway, I want to finish it off, but like, nah, that. Plus the fact that I hear it's not that good. I mean, oh, wait. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll go see it. I'm definitely going to watch it. Uh, episode 14, wrapped. Ready yeah. to go. Sorry for the long one. It's but a long one. It's a lot of stories. Minutes, a lot of stories. A lot of cool shit. A lot of interesting points of views, I think, between the three of us, between what yeah. we believe and what we don't. This is fun. It's been yeah, fun. It was good. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. All in the same room, all together. None of this Zoom but horrible quality bullshit. <laughs> it's a shame the video didn't quite make it unfortunately but we're still learning we're still still learning learning. baby steps (laughs) all right guys well we'll see you next week as always and thank you very much for listening Bye. bye